0: Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that early childhood nerd podcast. Let's get nerdy. heather hello and welcome to another episode of that early childhood nerd i'm heather burnt and i've got today uh bethany corey say hi bethany hello (laughs) there was a long pause i thought i'd lost you it was tragic and sad um, so Bethany, here. And, Bethany and I are going to talk about today a quote from a book by Tamar Jacobson that I love. I think Bethany loves it since she picked the quote. Is that an overstatement? Yes. You love the book? Okay, so the book is called Don't <laughs> Get So Upset. No, yeah, Don't Get So Upset. Help young children manage their feelings by understanding your own. Um, Tiffany and I actually race read this book about a year ago. Um, oh, bought it and raced to see who could finish it first. And um, I'm pretty sure she won because that's how it goes. But I fell in love with it immediately. <laughs> um, just the title was like, yeah, oh my God, preach., um, something I hadn't like put into words myself I <laughs> had thought about before, just, you know, adults' own emotional states. And how important they are. So you read the book this summer, is that right?
1: I did, yes. Um, I, I actually had been avoiding reading it for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I knew that it would be a, a hard read for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Like um, you, you felt like there'd be work and, you had to do on yourself kind of stuff? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I knew there'd be a lot of work reading through it yeah. um so uh, I, I set the goal for myself to read it when i had uh early this summer uh-huh. and um it's quite amazing um
0: it's not very long i, I was already
1: it isn't no
0: yeah.
1: yeah um i mean it's just just over 150 pages or so um But there's a lot in it. Yeah. And um, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's
0: okay. That's okay. (laughs) So I'll go ahead and and introduce the the specific quote that we're going to talk about. And it's really simple and short and to the point. Um, We set the tone in our classrooms. It is our mood that creates the climate. Um, And that was another big amen. When you sent that one as the one you wanted to talk about, I thought... Uh, (laughs) we can dig into that one probably pretty well. Um, So why did, why did that part stand out to you? Why did you pick that quote for our conversation?
1: Um, Well, I think it, for me, it kind of started about 10 years ago before um, I even knew about any of this, um, (laughs) about the book or the author or uh, much anything. I was just starting in family childcare in my early twenties and I was a hot mess (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, I was, um, and I had a moment that has stuck with me since then. Uh Um, one of the little girls, she was probably two and a half at the time that I was taking care of. She looked at me one day and she said, why are you so sad? Uh And I mean, I didn't like feel sad or anything in that moment. Yeah. Um, necessarily, uh, kind of a moment where I I had to I stepped back my own emotions and how they were affecting the kids in my care. Uh-huh. Um, and so when I was reading this book and I read that, um, I mean it just kind of it it reaffirmed my belief that adults have a big impact on children's you know emotions and. Just the whole tone for um, the classroom or whatever your setting is. Um, uh-huh. so, um, so,
0: I don't know my emotional. Um, so I th- I think that well, there's a couple things I've I've learned in the last ten or so years, and one is that being reflective about your practice doesn't just come naturally to everybody who's working with children. That's, that was a big shock for me. And also um, making a connection between your own emotional health and right. development or whatever and how things are going in your classroom is not something that we all do very readily. Yeah. Um, yep. So I get. I think it's really cool that, that you know, that was a two-and-a-half-year-old's comment. And I, I think there are adults who would be offended by that. There are adults oh, out there who, oh, yeah. who would probably scold a child and tell her she was being rude for saying like something like that to an adult. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's great that instead you took it seriously and, <laughs> and decided <laughs> this is something I need to sit with for a little while and see, uh, see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually um, um, getting ready to go back into the classroom. I, I have a new job starting soon and i'm going to be teaching 2-year-olds
1: in a center
0: setting yeah which is my favorite age but but it's been a long time since i was in the classroom in direct <laughs> care full time and and sort of preparing mm-hmm. for this podcast even i've been thinking about why i got out of the classroom in the first place and what you know what do i need to to reflect on myself to prepare and i i realized that i got out of the classroom and moved into other uh, positions because I felt like it wasn't a good fit for me anymore. I wasn't enjoying it. Um, and I think a lot of that was uh, my own emotions were were interfering with uh, being able to do what was best for the kids. And um, I can certainly just remember days where I kind of just sat and the kids were all around me and, you know, they were safe and we were doing good stuff, but I was not... An emotional leader <laughs> in the classroom. Yeah. So I'm sort of thinking yeah. about that. Yeah. I think it.
1: Yeah. I think it's hard because um, with caregiving, it's a very emotional job. Right. Um, because especially for me, I'm kind of on that highly sensitive person scale. No. And so other people's <laughs> 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 I know. <it's> so surprising. <laughs> Um, people's emotions affect me. And so Mm -hmm. when I'm in a room with with a bunch of toddlers who have really huge emotions, Uh um, I have to be quite mindful of myself. Um, but I don't, so I think, you know, I take it kind of extreme, but I'm, Uh I'm constantly thinking about the, the emotional climate Mm -hmm. that I'm working in. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And so, and I think that a lot of adults don't, they don't really think about um, about all of the baggage that they're kind of bringing to the table because they think, oh, I can just turn it off. It's, you know, I don't have to think about it during my job, but it's kind of hard to say yeah. when, when your life, when your job is shut off your emotional side.
0: Yeah, I think emotional climate To get, We overlook emotional climate and the importance of it, I think. Um, We're so busy, you know, I'm talking about the global we, not you and me specifically, Bethany, but (laughs) the global we. We're so busy making sure our classrooms look pretty and our homes look pretty and we've got the materials that we think we should have and, um, you know, we're meeting the parents' demands for readiness or whatever. And we totally... Uh, blow off the emotional climate sometimes, and I think that can be more important for the age that we're working with than just about anything else we can do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It makes me sad. Sorry. Suddenly, I just had like a wave. <laughs> of I have to save them um, all, <laughs> oh. sweeping over me. Yeah, but I, well, I want to. Oh, go ahead. Well.
1: Nick- Oh, I was just going to say it's, you know, our emotional lives are most of our lives, you know, Mm -hmm. our emotions are, are going to be guiding everything that we do. And so, um, you know, just kind of telling kids to shove it all away and be happy and have fun. And like, that's not doing them any justice. Yeah. Um,
0: and and how could that be doing us justice too? I mean, if we're thinking about right um, our own health, that's a heck of a way to go through a day, um, right? <laughs> feeling miserable all the time, and uh, so if there's work we need to do, then you know there's work we need to do on ourselves. It's not a comfortable place for most adults that I know to think about, talk about, or work on their own emotional health. No. Um, it's it's like one of yeah. those either-or things, I think. You're either really good and comfortable or you just want to live without thinking about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody wants to live without thinking about
0: it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a I lot of work. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I think, you know, you talked about emotional baggage and the stuff that we bring in as adults. Um, for me, definitely... Um, when I first started working with children, it was to fill a need that I had to, to feel loved by the children. And, um, I, I don't know that that's yeah. the healthiest place because I think then you burn out or you feel disappointed if it's not all sunshine and unconditional love every day, Yeah, which it won't be with young children. Um, so I know that I, but it took me a long time to make that connection and to think about why I was in it and what my own needs were. And, uh, and, and that was hard for me. Um, and when I was a director doing interviews, there were always people who, you know, when you get, do the question, why do you want to work with young children? it was like, well, I just love it when they hug me and sit in my lap and (laughs) okay. And they do that sometimes, but you know, they also cry and yell at you and call you names (laughs) sometimes.
1: Yeah. Um I had another And I think I just lost it. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry.
0: That's okay. So um I think that this really uh feeds into conversations about discipline and helping children with their behavior too. Um Yeah. I, I think we sometimes hold children to a higher standard of managing emotions than we're willing to hold ourselves to. Um or we contribute. To, yeah. high, to, you know, the kinds of stress and strong feelings that lead to quote unquote misbehavior because of our own negative yeah. tone or our own lack of control of emotion.
1: Definitely. And I, you know, I see that firsthand. Um, I have four children in my care and one of the little boys really knows how to push my buttons <laughs> and, um, he was kind of the reason that I had difficulty reading through this oh. book, um, because I had to face a lot of my own feelings towards him, mm-hmm. and um, I think the two of us have very similar reactions to things, uh-huh. <laughs> and so it makes me angry when I—I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's allowed to react how I want to and I can't or, or if it, you know, if that reaction just kind of makes. Sense. So, um, so
0: you really just resent and his so freedom.
1: It, <laughs> I think so. I think that's really the the truth of it. Um, Cause I would really just love to scream. No, no, no. And right,
0: fall on the floor. Run around the yard. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, I think- but I find that when I'm not responding, I'm sorry, there's such a delay. <laughs> um, I find when I'm not responding that, um, you know, if I can sort of keep my cool and help support him through rough emotional times or disappointments, you know, whatever's going on, then then he's able to deal with it mm-hmm. a bit easier.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, so you said, you you said that you had to deal with your own feelings towards him or sort of work through some of that. Um, You know, that's the other thing. And I know Lisa Murphy talks about this all the time, but uh, it would come up all the time. Again, in interviews, people would say, oh, I just love kids. I just like kids. It's like, well, there's going to be one you don't like. (laughs) There's going to be one that comes in and just drives you crazy and you don't even want to look at them. Uh, and what will you do then and how will you handle that? And if we aren't um, doing the kind of reflecting and self-awareness kinds of work, kind of work that you're doing, then that's going to be really rough going for both you and that kid.
1: Yeah. And, and I think it's hard because in, you know, sort of society or whatever, you say, well, you can't not like a kid. You can't see the feelings about it. But um, I think if you don't combat your own feelings towards the kids, I mean, even kids you like uh-huh. all the time, you know, you don't like them all the time. There's going to be moments when they just sort of drive you batty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, especially women, we're all supposed to love kids all the time. <laughs> Just because of our yeah. biology or whatever. And uh, that puts a lot of pressure on us then. I think that's that's like a societal pressure to not be honest with ourselves about our feelings. Because yeah. um, we're all supposed to be, you know, these wonderful, yep. nurturing caretakers. And um, sometimes we just honestly don't feel like being the nurturing caretaker. <laughs> so yeah. then we have guilt to deal with sometimes on top of the rest of that.
1: Yeah. Mm. Guilt's a big, a big, um, I think, I don't know, it's a big weight on our shoulders uh-huh. because if we feel any of these negative feelings towards a child, then we start, the guilt starts uh-huh. and it just keeps us sort of in this cycle of instead of, you know, like, okay, here's here's what I'm feeling in this moment, but like, it's not, it doesn't have to control how the rest of my day goes or I can, boy, I apologize a lot to kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great. I really do.
1: I'm always uh, like, I'll react poorly. And I'm uh, like, (laughs)
0: Hey.
1: <laughs> I'm really we need a reset here I'm going to try better um, it's, I'm not a perfect caregiver
0: <laughs> Well, you're probably the only imperfect caregiver out there, Bethany
1: Oh, well, thanks No, I'm sure
0: <laughs> Pretty sure we're all in that club Oh my gosh Yep um, yeah, I don't think we always acknowledge guilt either as, as, as part of our emotion. It's sort of, I don't know. I'm really programmed for guilt because of the way I was raised. I'll, i feel yeah. guilty and apologize about everything. So part of my emotional work then is deciding when it's really necessary and when it's just helping me feel better or, you know, is this something I really need to make right with someone, even if it's a child, cause I'm a hundred percent behind. Uh, apologizing and making things right if we feel like we've screwed something up in an interaction with a child um, But I feel like too, that's an opportunity where we need to be modeling. So if we're apologizing for everything, I'm sort of just thinking out loud now how that right. works. I you know I I, I yeah. just wonder um, how how that falls in line with the modeling of healthy emotional, development that we do. Um, and, and I say too, cause I've, you know, I've done trainings with people and, uh, about emotional development with children and helping them with that. Um, and one thing I say all the time is, you know, we can help kids. We don't want to help. We don't want to give them the message that it's not okay to have a feeling or that they should be ashamed of what they feel, but we do want to help them find, non-hurt non-hurting ways to respond to their strong feelings um maybe that's something we need to give the adults permission for too is you can feel the feeling you can you can experience it and process it but how are you responding and acting out um that that thinking that you're doing and that feeling um you know it's okay to be frustrated with a child they're frustrating people um, we all are in some some way or another, but it's not <laughs> okay not okay to respond in a hurtful way or uh, uh, some of the things, even if it doesn't necessarily immediately hurt the children. Uh, you know, just the the environment that we create can be harmful over time. Um, yeah, toxic stress and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: hmm. I uh, I often.
0: Cause I have a
1: very short fuse on my anger um, and that's not something good when you're working with kids. Um, And so, um, and so one thing that I do a lot is, well, not a lot, but um,
0: (laughs) you don't have (laughs) have to qualify. Just say your thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, but I'll just, I'll, I'll tell them because I point out their emotions. Uh-huh. You know, it looks to me like you're frustrated, you're angry, something like that. Right. So I I point out really frustrated right now or I'm feeling really annoyed. Yeah. And like, I just need to go somewhere else. I need to be by myself. Or, you know, like I need to take a couple deep breaths and calm down uh-huh. to reset set, you know, I kind of have little scripts that I use. Um and so it it makes it makes me not feel that guilt feeling (laughs) these, you know, big emotions myself because um I don't know, I feel like I'm pointing it out to them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's a teaching. Yeah, I think that's (laughs) part of how we teach them to manage emotions is by talking our own process through a little bit and talking out loud about it. So, so, what do you think those those teachers and caregivers who have the sugary voice that they use all the time, regardless of the situation? how do you think that contributes to this conversation or how do we how does this do you think it's affecting the emotional climate of the room i, I
1: yeah, I mean I think I think um I've got a really good friend who is very positive and a generally happy person and always looking you know for that bright moment in life no matter kind of what's going on and i'm definitely not that way <laughs> and so it it's, it bothers me it and it gets bothers annoying me she, it does <laughs> and it and it does it's hard when she's interacting with children because you know they're upset and screaming and stomping their feet and she's like, "Well, just be happy." Oh, and for her, yeah. I mean, and it's it's genuine for her because uh-huh. she she feels when she's upset, she tries to look for that that happiness that she can find uh-huh. in herself, but that doesn't help a 3-year-old when you know they're really angry. Yeah.
0: It. Well, I th- I think that's another another place that that we can I like to find like an adult equivalent when I'm talking about things with children. What would it be like in in our, you know, right our adultness. And I think, um so for example, um in my I've been, you know, in a job search for the last couple of months. And there were days that I just wanted, you know, I've got a couple friends that I know I can always count on to bitch back at me when I need a good <laughs> yep uh stress relief bitch session kind of thing and i would send the text to try and start that chain and they would come back with very well meaning but like oh it's gonna be great it's the start of a new journey for you and i was like i don't want to hear that today (laughs) it may be true but that's not what i need from you right now and you know so maybe that's what the the children are thinking to us when we're like oh just think of a happy thing
1: right it's like you you've got sometimes you just need to sit with it whether yeah. it's you know your anger or frustration or sadness yeah. you just need to to be yeah. with that feeling for a little bit and then Give yourself room to move on, you right. know, when you need to. And I think that's something that we have to do with children also is, oh, well, we've been really sad that there's not a bike for you to ride, <laughs> but now we need to go on and find yeah. something else that, you know, we can do.
0: Yeah. I think um, that's part of the role is that problem solving um, and, and helping them find ways to move out of the feeling but not without acknowledging the reality of the feeling. Right. And the validity. And and maybe as we help children do that, we become more comfortable doing it for ourselves. And working on our own reactions Hopefully. to strong feelings. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So what hmm? Well, I was going to ask a question about like raised voices and stuff, but that's pretty obvious. I mean, that's that's just going to be a toxic climate when the adult voices are always louder than anything and Yeah. Everything sounds like disappointment. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I've definitely been in yeah, those settings too.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, that's the moment when maybe you are in the wrong place. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not emotionally able.
0: Yeah. Either. Oh no, I'm always willing to suggest that maybe the answer is this isn't for you. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe this isn't about you doing more emotional work on yourself and trying to to work through this. Maybe it's just time to find you know a nice bank job or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I only use as an example because that's it's what I tried to, to do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I'm looking at my notes. Um, oh, I did go back when I was getting ready to to uh, getting ready for this episode. I went back and looked at an article that I it's it's like six years old now, but it's um it was in Nacy's magazine, Young Children. And their journal, excuse me, it's not a magazine, it's a journal, Okay. Um, by Holly Alyssa Bruno, <laughs> who's one of my favorites. <laughs> um, but it was about emotional intelligence and how to stay calm under pressure. Um, and it's really mostly geared at, you know, people who are like directors or leaders or supervisors and how they can be emotionally intelligent with their staff. But one thing she talked about was um, mirror neurons. Which Mm -hmm. sounds fake and made up, but it's a real thing, apparently, in your brain. Um, Yeah. and, And basically, that's what we've probably all experienced at one time or another. We're in a group, and somebody's in a super grouchy mood, so suddenly everybody's mood, you know, takes a downhill turn. Or there's somebody in there who's really, like, excited and and having yep. a good time and laughing a lot. And then suddenly we're all laughing a lot. Um, and that's, that's because of these mirror neurons in our brain that sort of absorb the mood of the people around us. Um, and, and so, you know, if it happens with adults, certainly it happens with children and their brains too. So, um, that sort of backed yeah. up this, this quote from Tamar Jacobson that, you know, it's our mood that, that creates the climate. Um, and we're not going to be in good moods every day. I don't think either of us are saying our goal should be 100% oh. happiness all the time. <laughs> not a realistic goal, anyway.
1: No. Not at all a realistic goal. And healthy for the kids, either, that they're always just in this positive, nothing kind of uh-huh. goes wrong type atmosphere. Um like with my group of kids, uh there's a certain music album that we'll put on if either I'm feeling out of sorts (laughs) or everybody's (laughs) feeling out of sorts. Um and the kids have picked up on it. It's kind of our calm down (laughs) Hey, put Sarah Dorothe's on. Like (laughs) they'll just shout it out and then I'll go uh... put it on. And it's sort of calm you know recenters us, gives us sort of a break and calms our nerves if, if there's been sort of high emotions happening and, uh-huh. um, and that, that helps just everybody grounded again and sort of reset the tone
0: uh-huh. of it. Yeah. So I'm going to ask a question that just came to mind. um, And because I'm sort of springing it on both of us, I don't know where this is going to go. So if we decide we can't answer it today, we can't answer it today. But so when I read the quote, which again was, we set the tone in our classrooms. It's our mood that creates the climate. It really hit me hard. Like, oh my gosh, this is an indictment on our work as teachers and We all, you know, it seemed so serious, but now as you and I are talking, it's like, well, duh, of course we need to get a handle on this. (laughs) Why do you, why do you think it hit so hard? I mean, was it just because you personally felt like that's something you wanted to work on or?
1: Um, I think for me it's because it is something that I work on all the time and I didn't really have it all spelled out.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, you know, I knew that that my mood affects children and vice versa, um, and and I I ha- I'm constantly working on sort of reflecting on the day and during the sort of you know maybe the low points of the day, what what part of my emotional mood was affecting that, but I didn't have it. Just spelled out so plainly, yeah. and and so when I read it, I was like, "Oh well, duh! Like, <laughs> you know, this is it. This yeah. is it's so it's such a big thing, mm-hmm. but it's just simple,
0: right? So all of this stated simply, big important work is suddenly summed up in two <laughs> two sentences. In a book. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So So, if you were to uh, say someone who's listening, wants to, to make, you know, some changes or start to go on the journey that you're describing, you've been on yourself. uh, Are there are there next steps you'd offer or advice that you'd give or things that have really worked for you as you work through this?
1: Yeah. um, One thing that my husband and I started doing a few years ago, and he got it from a colleague of his that she did with her family. Um, at the end of the day, we share our roses and our thorns from the day,
0: uh-huh.
1: and um, I'm, I'm a very negative person just <laughs> in general. And so I can just complain all day long. <laughs> the thorns list um, is real easy. <laughs> it, it is. And, me too. And, and one day he was like, you know, we really need to do this. <laughs> so you, can, you at least look at something, po- you know, find something positive. <laughs> we
0: need to do this. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but it, it's um, been a really just simple activity for me to go through. um. To make me intentionally look for, okay, what what was actually good? Even if my day was terrible. I mean, okay. like, the the good part of my day might be that, like, the kids fell asleep. Um,
0: <laughs> God and that's, is good. God is real.
1: <laughs> and that's fine if that's the good yeah. part of my day. But, but also, um, I think I, when I was even pointing out my thorns, it gave me more of a time to reflect on, What was it? What was kind of feeding into the thorn for the day, or whatever it was? Uh Um, And so, I think—I mean, I think that's a sort of a simple way to to look at it, you know. And you can look at it your what was what was feeding into the emotionally hot the emotional highs of the day and the emotional lows of the day. Um, Because it's—I mean—it's a big thing to just to try to like tackle. Oh, like. Everything, everything. Uh,
0: Or to reflect about every piece of your day. I I think that's why it's so hard for some people when they first start to try and change their mindset into something more reflective is that um, it seems overwhelming. But you know, you're just talking about focusing on a couple of things and or getting it a really specific and, and, and you can use whatever kind of language suits you, like roses and thorns is great, but for some people, you know, they might phrase it in a different way, but I think that's a really simple way to get started with it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's something, it's easy. It's, it's not, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I know you're in a, you, you have a, yeah, you have a home childcare program, right? Um, Yes. So for you, it's, you know, it's kind of just in your own head. Or you know, with your husband doing that for folks who work in yeah. like center settings or school yep. settings, I wonder if that's even something that could become kind of a collective activity. Um, I guess for some people that might be too and personal, though. In, like the, you, you want to make sure you're a hundred percent safe when you're thinking about your roses and thorns yeah. at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I think also, I mean, I haven't done a lot of center work. Mm-hmm. Um. And when I did family child care before, it was with uh, three other women. So it was more of a collaborative huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think a lot of times we can just focus on this, even if we aren't, even if our reflection isn't. Um, so if we're uh-huh. in a group setting, um, you know, maybe we're not we don't feel comfortable sharing yeah. all the details of our emotional response to it. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to look at everything because we can kind of get in that, um, just talk about the bad oh, right. mindset.
0: Yeah. So easy. Um, and, and sometimes that feels like a stress relief. So I think, yeah. But when it just keeps going, right. I think it, then it feeds the stress instead of, Relieving yeah. any stress. Hmm. Well, that's a good suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> that's simple and easy to do, and can be implemented today. <laughs> um. Anything else? Do you have any other? I mean, that was a good piece of advice, but I did say, yeah, no, that's it. Give you the that's option right. for more. All right. Cool. Nope. <laughs> and uh, I highly recommend the book. I I would venture to say that you would too. Yes. Um, but maybe do it at a time when you have some real leisure to process and think and work and definitely cause it, I know for me it did too. And you know what I found when I was reading it, when I first started reading it, I was thinking about all the ways it applied to other people <laughs> Yes, <Yeah. laughs> and all the work they needed to do on themselves. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh wait, maybe I have some work I need to do too.
1: There's always work. <laughs>
0: yep. All right. Well, any last thoughts about the topic or the book? or Read it. Read it. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, Bethany. Yay. We'll have to do it again. Find another quote. Um,
1: just Definitely. Pu- put
0: that work on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me know when you've got one you like. Um, and thanks to all of you for listening again. Hope you'll come again we'll... for another episode. Bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to ExplorationsEarlyLearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon. You pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really
1: appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks.